Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. We're so glad to have you with us here this evening on Ask Herbal Health Expert Susan Weed, a two-hour radio show each Tuesday night. Herbal medicine is people's medicine, simple, safe, effective. Please bring your curiosity and health questions. Susan will enlighten, surprise, and delight you. I know most of you know Susan Weed already. She's my mom, so I know her. But for those of you who have not yet met Susan, I'd like to share, she is the author of the Wise Woman Herbal series, wonderful books on women's health and herbal medicine, including Wise Woman Herbal for the Childbearing Year, Breast Cancer Breast Health! Exclamation point, The Wise Woman Way, Healing Wise, The Wise Woman Herbal, New Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way, down there, sexual and reproductive health, the wise woman way. And abundantly well, seven medicines, the wise woman way. The newest book in the wise woman herbal series. So exciting. In addition to being the editor at Ashtree Publishing and writing her books, Susan is the director of the Wise Woman Center in Woodstock, New York. The Wise Woman Center is open to the public on appointment-only basis. She offers weekend workshops, intensives, and apprenticeships throughout the season. Susan is also available to you online via wisewomanmentor.com. There you can go and view her weekly e-zine. You can subscribe to receive a notification via email each week, or you could join her mentorship program. Susan also offers distance learning correspondence courses and online courses at thewisewomanschool.com. Join us there for colorful, instructive, easy video courses, including Easy Herbal Medicine with Susan Weed, Happy Knees, a cancer diagnosis, adaptogens for long life, and abundantly well companion course, wisewomanschool.com. You can also just go to her website, susanweed.com, where you will find thousands of pages online with recipes, articles, art features, and so much more. Well, for now, let's See what Susan has to share with us this evening. Thank you and welcome, Susan. Thank you, Justine. I would wish you a joyous solstice, but you're in Costa Rica, where that doesn't make much difference. But joyous solstice to you, Sarah Ellen. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Susan. Joyous solstice to you as well. Here we are up at this part of the planet 
kilt makes itself known by varying the day length and the night length. And we're coming, mm-hmm. we're coming into the darkest nights, the longest nights, the clearest nights. Oh, I just walked outside and oh, just amazing. I was reading an article the other day about reasons to love living in the Catskills. And I saw that I wasn't just making it up. It really is a fantastic place to see the sky. You wouldn't think, being just 100 miles from New York City, that we would have such clear and bright skies. You can see the Milky Way anytime the sky is clear. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what a treasure. So What a treasure. So that's winter solstice, sol, sun, stasis, the sun stands still. If you've been sitting at a fixed position and watching where the sun rises each day, you will have seen it moving. And from the summer solstice to the winter solstice, it moves to your right. Every day, the the arc of the sun is a little shallower and a little further along that until solstice, when the sun stands still, and then it gradually begins to go back the other way. If you stay at that fixed spot watching it, it will appear to go to your to the left over the course of days, weeks, months until we get to summer solstice. When again it's gonna stand still and then turn around and start going back the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fascinating. Isn't it? And and I love that everyone is celebrating the sun. Mm-hmm. Everyone is celebrating the rebirth of the sun in whatever way they envision it. It's what's important right now, even though it's going to be cold. It's getting mm-hmm. colder again because of that mm-hmm. that that tilt. There'll be more sun, but it'll, it'll still get colder. But we know that mm-hmm. already, already things have turned. And I have some personal, very good news to share. I have mentioned, I believe, that um, when I went out this May to teach at the Midwest Women's Herbal Conference, I got off the airplane almost unable to walk. And I realized at that point that the hardness in my left buttocks that I had been complaining about basically you know, as soon as I was out of enough pain to notice that, uh, I noticed it. Um, and it was just kind of like put aside and not important and da-da-da. And I realized when I got off the airplane that that was lymphedema. Mm. And fortunately, within the month, I had an appointment already with my gynecological oncologist, and I said to her, would you please diagnose me with lymphedema? And she looked at me and she said, of course. And lymphedema is in a way the kind of forgotten or maybe even ignored thing. I said to 
um, the lymphedema therapist that I finally got in to see, and I had to wait months because there's very few of them, and they have to be attached to a hospital. Um, I said, so what's the deal? What did I do to get lymphedema? She said, genetics. Mm. She said, about a third of people who have lymph nodes removed will have lymphedema, and it's not very well recognized as um, a medical condition. So my good news is that in the months I've been working with Carrie, October, November, December, um, two to three visits a month over those months, she measured my legs, the circumference of my legs, starting at my ankles, going up every 10 centimeters. And from the first measurement that she made in October until the measurement that she made yesterday, my lymphedema has been reduced by about 90%. Oh, how marvelous. Yes. Wow. That is marvelous. I was amazed. Mm. So, wow. hurrah. All my hard work, yes, is a measurable yes. result. I said, I said oh. to her, but you, can't, but you can't get your measuring tape around my actual buttock with most of the lymphedemas. Oh. <laughs> she can only go up to my, the upper part of my thigh, right? <laughs> wow. <gasps> so, but, uh, but the other good news is that she had said that since there was a delay of almost two years in my being treated for lymphedema, that it was possible that some of the lymphatic vessels had turned into adipose tissue, had turned into fat tissue, that they just gave up the ghost. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that could happen. Me either. And Mm. so I asked her yesterday, I said, so what do you think? And she says, oh, she said, no, that conversion did not happen. She said, your lymphatic tissue is still lymphatic tissue, and you know, you continue to work like this, you will continue to have a very good quality of life. Wow. Hurrah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Hooray. Hooray. Wow. Yeah, and thanks to all the physical therapists and occupational therapists out there because they do um, a huge amount of work in there. Not as recognized perhaps as we might wish to have them be. In, at some point, I suspect in everyone's life, you're going to be in the loving hands of a physical therapist or occupational therapist and be very, very glad that they're there and that mm. they have the training that they do to help you through the tough spots. Wow. Wow, for sure. What a blessing. Thank yes. you for being there. With people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, so then you had to do a lot of work at home, too, for that? Oh, yes. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Yes. You you remember when oh. I got the 
a really, really tight compression garment, the one that goes all the way down to my ankles and that I wear on the airplane, that when I tried to put it on, I thought that I was going to have to call 911 and get the fireman to come and pull it on because mm. I didn't think I was strong enough to do it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. You, look at, you look at it. It looks like a pair of leggings for, like, a seven-year-old. Oh, my goodness. That sounds right. miserable. Oh, okay, you know, I get him up over my uh, heels, uh, ankles, calves, uh, uh, knees, uh, 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 my thighs, and now we come to the fact they can't measure my swollen left buttock. Mm. And the waistband is like about 12 inches. You know? <laughs> <gasps> 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 oh, wow. <laughs> but, uh, Carrie and I went over all of my options and, uh, you know, talked about juggling the needs of the various parts of my body and that fortunately I could keep that super tight compression garment only for the times when I go on an airplane. Mm. And, of course, every time I put it on, it's a little easier because it does just a little stretch up, just a little. It's never quite as tight as that first time. Woo! Uh, and so, what's been happening oh, wow. at your place? Oh, not a whole lot. It is just, we're getting ready for our winter storms, although they've lessened the amount of snow. It's supposed to get really cold and really windy. And then uh, we had to get, we realized at the last minute um, that something on the plow trap, well, it broke at the last minute. So, we were working, we had our, fortunately, our wonderful carpenter. Also knows how to work on old trucks. Okay? Yeah, so he fixed that. Yes. Yeah, so we're back in the snow moving game, so we can get where we need to go from our driveway and end of our road. Um, but yeah, it's just been I've been just working a little bit with the tinctures and towels and stuff that I made, and um, mm. getting Christmas presents in the mail to family and friends and stuff like that. That's been. Nothing crazy, thank goodness. <laughs> it seems to me that there are more cards in the mail this year. I know I'm certainly mm. putting more cards in the mail, and it feels like I'm receiving more cards, too. So beautiful. How wonderful. Now, let's see. Today, when I went to the post office... One of the clerks had to help me get to my car because there were all <laughs> kinds of wonderful, smallish packages for me. How fun! Yay! Oh, I love it. And one of those packages is from someone who lives in um, Barrington Hills, Illinois. Mm, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> I wonder. Do you know anyone who lives there? Let's see. What area comes oh. that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It would be fun if there was someone else sending you a package from here. But I'm sure <laughs> it's me. But I don't think so. It's you. <laughs> All right. Even as we speak, I'm doing my utmost. To, what a good job of packing. I'm going to suspect your husband is taping this box. 
No, it was me because remember I have failed box people, so I don't ever want another failed box you again. I hope this one oh, survives. Not a good fail. This one is like tight, tight, tight. Okay, I think I have two thirds of it open. Let's see what happens now. Nice. It doesn't smell like vodka, so that means hopefully that didn't break inside. <laughs> I did hear it sloshing when I was carrying it, though. <laughs> so did the woman at the post office. She said, that sounds awfully runny for honey. Said, oh, that, right. So I too. said, well, that's good that I hear it sloshing means that the container is intact. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. The envelope is not intact. <laughs> it's probably the envelope all is kinds covered in plant material and goo, and that's okay. And here is Uh-oh. The, the culprit. <laughs> the culprit is Hypericum Oxymel. Oh, no. Hypericum Oxymel all over the place. <laughs> oh, a second. The sink with you, madam. All right. <laughs> Look forward to that. What fun. Okay, and and that's what's all over the card. And then here is ah, goldenrod tincture. Oh, the beautiful, beautiful butterflies. Oh, the stickers. Tell people about goldenrod tincture. Oh, wow, goldenrod tincture. That's like, that is my probably... At least in the past two years, that's been my go-to. And um, Solidago, it's my understanding, Latin for to make whole. And um, it's really just, I have to say my favorite has been the goldenrod, the odorata, which I'm pretty certain it was the odorata, which I don't have any more of that tincture. Um, but there's so many different varieties, and most of them, I think are considered medicinal, and usually if I harvest from a field of goldenrod, it's not going to be just one kind. There's going to be many different types of goldenrod, or at least several different types of goldenrod in that field. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, one of the last blooming plants in the fall, and the pollinators all flock to that. So I'm always mindful when I'm harvesting. Oh, so many pollinators. That always strikes me, the huge numbers of pollinators. On um, the, the goldenrod. That was the first thing yeah. that alerted me to the fact that it's not an allergen. Mm-hmm. But many people find that taking goldenrod tincture helps to quell their allergic responses. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hops, honey. Oh, my gosh. Hops, honey. And what is this? Whoa. All right. White pine, olive oil, tallow, and cannabis far out. Yeah. Oh, I see. What it is is there's that oxymel all over it. Mm. (laughs) Because it was under the oxymel, right? Yes, and the optional was not, obviously, there was a plate material was still in there. Okay, wow. there we go. Like, why is this all sticky? 
mean, you would like a oil. It shouldn't be sticking like, ah, ah, right. But <laughs> the oxymel is on top of it, my girl. Oh, my goodness. Well, your hands should go. Right. So advanced no packing of herbal right. things. Put them in Ziploc bags. So if they just oh, spew, they, they, they're within their own sputum. That is a great idea. <laughs> oh, oh here's another jar. This one is oh, hops in tallow and olive oil. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I'm going to put that in the shower. Mm, nice. 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 Oh, good. 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 All right. Then, what else? I want to thank everybody who has been so supportive in jumping in and saying, yes, you know, I want the new correspondence course and um, the adventures that we're having. I am just like, oh, I came back from the printer today with all kinds of printed material to send out about stars and how you earn stars and what you can redeem stars for in the new, um, you know, get together, be, be motivated by this material. So uh, it's all very exciting. I think I found everything in this box, yes? I think you did. Mm-hmm. I think I did. Yeah. Okie yeah. And I got a great note. First off, a beautiful card. It's a, a plant kaleidoscope. It's just so nice. And it, the card is done by Sasha Dalkas, who wrote to me, longtime friend. She's a midwife, and I know her from way back um, when I was uh, working on childbearing here. Dear Susan, I want to share some happy news. I've been hired as a Smithsonian researcher in support of their 2023 Folk Life Festival, which will focus on the Ozarks. My role is to connect with and interview other plant knowledge specialists working in the Ozarks. Last week, I talked to Rebecca West, a forager, and as we talked, it emerged that she was brought to this work with the plants and the herbs through you. Many decades ago, she attended a seminar you gave in California. And she was so inspired that she decided to take this path. It made me think of how many women you have brought to the green. Thank you so much, Sasha. Mm. What a lovely oh. card. Mm. And I, wow. I, of course, we've all been giggling about plant knowledge specialists. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like an amazing position, and in the Ozarks, what a beautiful area. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yes, gorgeous freshness. So, what else? Well, we have a guest tonight, and as always, my thanks to the crew who helps get these guests for us, so many interesting people that we get to talk to. 
And I actually got an email late from one of the crew saying that our guest um, had to take off early to be off with family for the holiday. I don't know if it was the storm or something, but um, I don't so think the we had a guest. guest. The new guest or the old guest? Oh, I didn't get an email about a new guest. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Come on. laughs> Let's see. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. So, updated. Right, earlier guest is having medical issues, so the information I have now is Stacy Berman. Okay, I now find out who. Okay, updated. Stacy had to go out of town and needs to reschedule. Chances of getting anyone this late and date right. Stacy is now going out of town. Is that what you're saying? That's what my. Okay, so Stacey won't be with us either. All right, got it. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's that's yes. what I got. I got Stacey five days ago and then this morning, so okay. I feel then confident. This morning that's... you got, sorry, no Stacey. That's right. <sighs> mm. Well, has anybody called in, or did I mislead everyone by saying last week that we weren't going to be here this week? Somehow, my oh. calendar in my head got very switched around. That's been happening a lot to me, too, lately. I don't know what that's all about. But uh, we have, I would say, a lighter cue than normal, but we have um, no hands raised yet. But I'll remind everyone that if you have a question and would like to speak with Susan this evening, please press 1 to raise your hand. And I do see one hand up from the 209 area code. Are you ready for the first call? Yes. All right. From the 209, you are live with Susan from the 209. Hi, Susan. This is Julie from California. Hi, Julie. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're, I'm glad I tuned in because as I was tuning in, I thought, oh, yeah, she said she wasn't going to be here this week. But Well, actually, Justine says next week when we aren't going to be here that they're going to run um, a recording that was made of me at a herbal conference. Oh, wonderful. I'll be sure and tune in. So you can even tune in next week, even though Sarah Ellen and I really won't be here. No thanks. Just I won't be able to call in and ask a question. You won't be able to call in and ask a question. As a matter of fact, they ran. Unless was going to run like the workshop description and said, bring your questions. I said, well, don't tell them to bring questions when I'm not going to be there. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> oh, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we never yeah, get called yeah. up. Okay, my question okay. is about mushrooms. All right. Let's now, I know yeah. you were supposed to cook all our vegetables for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And would mushrooms fall in the same group? Cook them for a very long time, or can I eat them raw? You absolutely cannot eat them raw. Okay. That's so, what I was wondering. So let's, go, let's go over the basics here. The reason that we want to prepare food, a vegetable matter, or mushrooms, is because that 
mushroom or food has the nutrition in it protected by tough cell walls. And we can freeze, ferment, dehydrate, cover in oil, or cook for a long time to break those cell walls. So if you want to dehydrate the mushrooms and then eat them that way, you could do that in terms of nutrition. It's not considered safe because we don't think that we know enough about mushrooms. And cooking can denature poisonous compounds. Okay. Whereas dehydration wouldn't. But if you, you know, if you want to, like, eat something that don't have a fire, then you use the sun to dehydrate it. Or you ferment it, which is like an inner fire. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Great. And especially, especially with mushrooms, because you think about them, they're like very, very strong. There's um, see if you can find it on the internet for the next few days. A fantastic fungi is being a shortened version is being shown for free through a couple of organizations. Oh. And um, okay. it's a, a delight, the parts that they're showing. Just, you know, talk so much about the mushrooms. And the professional mushrooms chef says the very best way to bring out the flavor of the mushrooms is to bake them, roast them. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. You well, see her chopping them and sautéing them and mm-hmm. doing all kinds of things. And she's got some mushrooms that are so light, you know. When I cook inky caps, I might cook inky caps for two minutes. Wow. Because you cook them more than that, they're gone. <laughs> oh, that'd be sad. Right? Mm-hmm. The maitake we baked, it was tough stuff. Oh. It was also kind of like yeah. saying, you know, oh, how would you cook fruit? You know, and fruit ranges from strawberries to watermelons <laughs> to cherries, you know, all different th- things. Uh-huh. Also, that's that's okay. also my response when people say I don't like mushrooms, and I, I say, which mushrooms don't you like? There's so many different mushrooms, so many different textures, so many different tastes. And so many different ways to yes. prepare. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. And my second question is about neti pots. Are Do you think they're useful when you're sick and you're trying to clear out your sinuses? Or can you, or do you think it's better to just let your body expel all that stuff on its own? Um. Let's take a little bit of a step back so that we can get a slightly bigger picture. Sinuses are holes in your head. And they are lined with mucus-producing tissue. 
Okay. They produce mucus, which flows down the back of your nose and the back of your throat, catching viruses, bacteria, spores from mushrooms, and sweeping them down into the stomach where they are destroyed by hydrochloric acid. People often get more colds and flus when they're in heated buildings because the flow of mucus from the sinuses slows down. Okay. The less there is, the more likely infection is. Okay. You can't clean out a sinus. Okay. It doesn't have any place for anything to get stuck. If it's making a lot of mucus, it is doing that in an attempt to clear infection. Okay. And where your sinuses are and how your sinuses operate, um, a lot of which is hereditary. Hereditary. Okay. is going to have a dramatic impact on whether or not you can use a neti pot and get a good result. For some okay. people, sniffing anything up into the sinuses is going to be the start of an infection. Oh, okay. Some people can get away with it. Okay. Oh, I had really bad sinus headache from the aftermath of COVID. Uh-huh. And I noticed when I did use the neti pot and got a lot of the stuff out, the pressure was relieved, and so I wouldn't have to take any Advil for the headache. It would go away. That sounds great but to I'm, me. So it works yeah, for you. I'm sh- yeah. So it really helped relieve that sinus headache. And I know last week someone was called, had called in about their dentures hurting. Yes. And I just wanted to give a shout-out to Yarrow that I got like a pumpkin seed stuck in between my gum and my tooth, and it was really inflamed and hurt and I did a little mouthwash with yarrow. Once I got it out, I did a little mouthwash with yarrow, and it took the pain and inflammation out within like an hour. It was it worked so fast. I was just amazed. So hey, hey, yarrow, hooray! I know, I love yarrow. Okay, uh, well, thank you. Thanks Have for a calling. Dream blessings, granddaughter. Hey, dream deeply on the darkest night. Oh, thank you. That's hey, thank you for reminding me. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Bye-bye. Good night. All right, and I'll remind everyone listening: if you've got a question and would like to speak live with Susan this evening. Please press one so that I can see your hand in the queue and open your line. Um, I don't see any hands at this moment, but we do have an email question from last week that uh, we could look at if you want to go there. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Uh, okay. 
Didn't turn the light on so I can read off the computer here. Hi, I need your wisdom and assistance to help me get rid of restless legs. Most evenings, I experience a very annoying and persistent restlessness in both of my legs. This happens whether I'm sitting on a hard chair or sitting on and relaxing on the couch. I move quite a bit during the day with my job in a warehouse and easily get 11,000 to 12,000 steps most days. The restlessness in my legs is especially bothersome if I'm out for dinner or a show where I have to be sitting for an hour or more. After about 30 minutes, I get so restless in my legs that I almost have to stand up and definitely need to fidget around in my seat to flex my feet. What causes restless legs? And please, what can I do to be free of the restlessness? Thank you. Okay. A little different than what I've heard before. Well, I've heard before when people talk about restless leg syndrome is that when they lay down, when they lie down at night or at any time and relax, their legs begin to twitch and cramp. And that's especially frustrating because it's connected to relaxing. So this is a different kind of thing. Without being able to ask her any questions... It's hard for me to know what could be going on. Of course, the first question that I would ask her is, are you drinking a quart of nourishing herbal infusion a day? Or are you weighing out a full ounce of herb? Many people start weighing out the ounce. Some people never weigh it out. They just figure they can eyeball it. Some people think that I don't mean weight ounce, but a measuring cup ounce, which I don't. It's a different amount for each herb, far more red clover blossoms, for instance, than um, oat straw, which is a far denser herb, especially when it's cut. So weighing out the herb, critically important to getting enough minerals. I often compare a cup of nettle tea, which is brewed for a short amount of time with about a teaspoon of dried nettle and has about five milligrams of calcium, and a cup of nettle infusion, which it has, um, since we're using an ounce for a quart, it has a quarter ounce of um dried stinging nettle brewed for four hours and that's 250 milligrams of calcium. My overall belief is that humans, modern humans, are mineral deficient. And they are mineral deficient for a lot of reasons. And since there are so many different reasons, it seemed to me to be easier to approach it from 
how can I increase the available minerals in any person's bloodstream. And the nourishing herbal infusions, to my mind, do that exceptionally well. I certainly see it in my life and I hear it from both new and old students. And I'm always thrilled to hear from people who have kept up their infusion habit for year after year after year and are continuing to see benefit. You've been drinking nourishing herbal infusions regularly for four or five years now? Mm, Pretty regularly since like the middle of 2014, yeah, for a while. Almost 10 years. Wow. Yeah, I... Wow, yeah, uh, yeah, wow, eight, yeah, sounds sounds like so much when you say 10, but yeah, for a while now, um, I mean, I go through little periods where I get kind of lax, um, and maybe, like you've talked about before, drink one quart over two days, um, or, you know, when we were moving, I had a little bit of a hard time keeping myself together just because, I don't know, there was a lot going on when I was with family in Florida that was just seemed like, ah, we, my husband and I both, we looked at each other like, we've been eating out way too much. We could feel it after three weeks. We both just, we were ready to be back in our familiar eating habits. And it, it really, yeah, it makes a difference. And like you've talked about before with uh, ruining someone's M&Ms, I remember a few years ago, because usually my husband will drink them with me, and I remember a few years ago, she stopped and got something. When we got gas, there was a Dunkin' Donuts, and he was like, tip, tip, tip. He's like, these taste terrible. And it was like, <laughs> it feels like they're filmed. Yeah. It's like he was, you know. It's, it's so bad of so me to laugh, but really, it is funny, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Because, yeah, it's like he just didn't, like, in his mind, he was going to enjoy them. But when he went to taste them and the feel in his mouth, he said, and, like, you know, what, like, he could just feel on the roof of his mouth and, like, on his tongue, it was just not right. It didn't even feel like food. So, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's mineralization. When you're mineralized, it's like suddenly your senses turn on and everything becomes easier, more beautiful, more fragrant, more joyous. I know it's a lot to claim for nourishing herbal infusions. Mm. Hooray minerals, hooray infusions for making them so available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So easily mm-hmm. available. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and thanks, thanks to all the people who helped me understand that one of the gifts of the nourishing herbal infusions is you don't actually have to digest them. You have to assimilate them. You don't have to digest it. It's already digested. Mm. So if your liver's not working well or your stomach's not working well or your microbiome is off, that's Okay. You're still, so long as you can uptake the nutrients, and most of us can, 
no matter what state of health, from the infusions, then that is going to actually help write the other things that will help you get more from them. So it, so as you continue to use them, they actually are more effective. Mm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Definitely. And who knows, it might even help her legs if it's not something she's already doing. Mm. Once we talked about that, I would probably also ask her um, about her diet. It's hard to tell from what she says. But um, that's a lot of walking, 10,000 steps. Um, for most people, that's almost five miles. And I remember, and you know, when I'm kind of everybody was talking about, oh, you know, you're supposed to 10,000 steps a day. And then um, it turned out that, you know, once again, this was just kind of an advertising thing. And there wasn't any scientific evidence on it. The scientific evidence is that for most people, the health benefits of walking really start to kick in at around two miles. And between 4,000 and 4,500 steps for most people. And everything over that is better, better, better. Except, oh dear, recent news note... (laughs) People who exercised in cities, in terms of brain health, the pollution canceled out the help that the exercise was giving to their brains. Wow. Wow. I have heard that, but it's not... If you have the option to run off of the road, to, to seriously consider yeah. that, because when you're seriously. running and seriously, the further, it's not further a good away idea. from any highway you can get, the better. Yeah. When you're even, even a gym, it unfortunately would be better than having to be outside. And, but many cities that I've been in do have, you know, running and biking and hiking paths that are on the water's edge and more away from the traffic. So mm-hmm. I think that is, that is being well recognized. Mm-hmm. And I do see we have a hand been raised um, from the okay. from the two six zero. Okay, from the two six zero, your hand is up, and you are live with Susan from the two six zero. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I'm calling because I just recently got to meet Black Cohosh in the wild. And I want to work with this plant. I have two questions. The first one is about black cohosh and its signature, like who it's good for, who it's not good for. I'm finding a lot of conflicting information about it. And I want to make sure that I can use it with integrity. And my other question is around hot flashes related to emotions. I think maybe I just want to laugh with someone about it, but honestly... I've been having a lot of fun with my hot flashes and the emotions that seem to bring one after it. And I just wondered what you could say about that because I'm really curious about it inside myself and it's it's almost like it's a comedy. So, those are my well, questions. I love that sense of comedy. Um, let's talk a little bit about black collage. 
And let's talk really about any plant. So suppose I said to you, what are you good for? Mm. Well, you, you might, you might, you might not mm-hmm. feel well respected by the question, and you might have a hard time answering it because, of course, you're good for a variety of things, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And suppose I said to you, well, would it be better if I used you with um, short people or tall people? Mm-hmm. And you would probably say to me, I'm not sure why you're making these dichotomies. And I'm so I'm not sure why why you seem to believe that there's some hidden information about plants that you don't have access to. All the information about the plant is really right there in the plant. And Mm -hmm. there's lots of different parts of the plant. Mm-hmm. For many, many years, when I was talking about why we don't use echinacea leaf, I would say something on the order of, and if somebody told you they were selling you ginseng, and what you got was a bag of green leaves, you would probably be very disappointed because you wouldn't be expecting ginseng root. But it turns out that there's some unique ginkgo, um, ginseng um, glycosides ginsenicides in the leaves. And when I was in the Appalachians, I was told that the grandmothers would keep the leaves. They'd send the boys and the men out to dig sang, and they'd take the leaves. They'd let them sell the root. They'd say, you, you go sell the root. Yeah, it's just fine. We're going to keep the leaves because that's what they really considered to be the medicine was the leaves. So what happens when we allow ourselves to think that there's some secret knowledge and some perfect way to do it is we miss the boat entirely. And we wind up only doing what we've been told. And we don't make the happy mistake. So, cohosh means root. Black cohosh has black root. It's a beautiful and stately plant. With a foamy fountain of flowers at the top, which can get to be four, five feet tall. It's a true perennial. Oh boy, is it tough. You plant it in the garden so long as it's not out in the sun. It's a woodland plant. It doesn't have to be under a tree, but it needs some shade. It can't just be, you know, like where your tomatoes are. Um, you'll probably have that black co-wash for your grandkids. Really. Easy plant to grow. Used use a lot in landscaping, probably more in landscaping than in herbal medicine. Mm. 
when I was in Jamaica, I was asked if I wanted to go visit the herb woman. I'm like, looking at them like, why do you even ask me such a question? Of course I do. And it was quite the adventure getting there. And when we got there, she said, let's go and harvest some plants. And she took with her two sacks and a machete. And we went out, and she would cut down pieces of vine and use her machete to dig up roots. And some of the roots and pieces of vine went into the men's sack, and some went into the women's sack. And when we got back, she had two big 55-gallon steel drums that she threw this plant material into and would stir up. And the stuff was fermenting. And I think she must have put some sugar in there because it sure smelled alcoholic. And um, she kept bees, so she might have put honey in it because she sold honey as well. And whoa, and she, she, she said, in the men's tonic, you've got to put the bitter stuff because the men don't believe that the tonic's going to work unless it tastes really bad. Mm-hmm. She said, and then in the women's tonic, she said, you want to put things that are a little sweeter, you know? The women, they like it to taste good. But it wasn't like she had a formula. She really went out with her machete and she let the world direct her. She allowed herself to live a charmed life. Which direction shall I walk? Which way shall I look? Where shall I bend over? What shall I harvest? And to me, that has far more integrity than any amount of learning. And not in any way putting down your desire to learn and your desire to find out what other people have done or what other people think. I think that's a glorious and wonderful thing, and I really encourage you to do that. But I also encourage you to really ask the plant. Yes, I, I'm i going to work with I am working with her, and I witness yeah. my ease around it. And I was more curious about the estrogen dominance versus... Like, is it safe? And what about blood pressure? Those are just some of my, will I be using it with others with integrity if I check in with that? So thank you for the teaching. So what, so what, have you, you. What, what studies have you found that have shown that black co-wash affects blood pressure? It was, well, I haven't looked at the studies. I'm just looking at what different people write about it. And it seems as though it's not referencing who, studies? Um, no, I'm just referencing no. other herbalists. No, this is a piece of gossip. Okay. Well, it's very gossip. important that we distinguish between gossip and facts. Okay. I worked with a midwife who wanted to be able to use large amounts of black and blue cohosh during labor, mm-hmm. and so we did a trial in which we use them separately, and I took, and she took a dropper full of each one on separate days. So on one day we tested black collage, on one day we tested blue collage, and we took dropper full doses at 15-minute intervals and tested our blood pressure, and after two and a half hours, our blood pressure hadn't changed. Hmm. Those pretty high doses. 
Mm-hmm. What makes you think that there's any estrogen in this plant? No, I didn't say there was estrogen in it. I was wondering if hey, you could you're talking about women. estrogen dominance and is it safe? Women who are estrogen dominant. Well, that sounds like you're saying the plant has estrogen in it. Doesn't it? No, no, no. Okay, well then why would it be unsafe? What's your basis for thinking it would be unsafe with women who are estrogen dominant? Sometimes when you're estrogen dominant for different reasons, you know, sometimes uh-huh. it's your detoxification pathways. So it's just me checking in with, with what you detoxification have Detoxification pathways? Oh, dear. So let's reel back here. I don't even believe in estrogen dominance. Okay. I think Beautiful. that's hoo-ha. This, this sounds like a very heroic course of studies that you are pursuing. <clears throat> with a little, just enough science mixed in to make you think that somehow it's true. But I'm not mm. hearing a lot of really evidence-based or fact-based things here. Estrogen is how many hormones? Well, I think well, there are many different forms of estrogen that we have. Correct. Right. So you mm. cannot be estrogen-dominant. Unless you happen to be a girl, and then, of course, you're estrogen dominant because, yo, that makes you have breasts. Mm-hmm. If that's what you mean by estrogen dominant, you mean all women are estrogen dominant as opposed to men who are testosterone dominant? Sure. But estrogen production cycles, and it actually has hourly cycles. Mm-hmm. So if you well, take you know, lab, lab test, test, you don't even know what part of that cycle mm-hmm. you're testing. I wouldn't trust. Would you, I wouldn't would trust like a saliva test. No, I didn't. And what I find is that the things that are in plants that can be hormones have to be turned into hormones by the gut. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of blue cohosh or black cohosh or ginseng or red cohosh or anything actually having hormones is the point that I'm trying to make, which I really do think that that's what you're thinking, is that black cohosh somehow has hormones or a hormonal effect. And Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is it has precursors to hormones. But it's up to the individual woman and her gut flora as to whether or not she will use those raw materials to make hormones. And in general, the hormones that are made are hormones that lead to better health and protection against cancer. So far as I know, the heroic practitioners who talk about estrogen dominance are talking about estradiol. Mm -hmm. And they're also talking about um, uh, the estrogen-like chemicals in the environment. Mm -hmm. And those are long-path estrogens. They are metabolized. Mm -hmm by somewhat complicated pathway. Most of the 
estrogens made by a woman's body, 29 or 30, are short-path estrogens. And mm-hmm. when the substances in plants that can be turned into hormones are turned into hormones, those are also short-path estrogens. A common short-path estrogen used in the medical profession is tamoxifen. Hmm. What's it used for? I don't know. I haven't used tamoxifen. I doubt that you would. Tamoxifen is used to prevent breast cancer, to prevent breast cancer recurrence, especially in estrogen-positive women. Mm-hmm. Of course, what not estrogen-positive women, but estrogen-positive cancers, right? In other words, cancers mm-hmm. that actually eat estrogen, because not all cancers eat estrogen. Mm-hmm. Not all breast cancers eat estrogen. We, the one study that seemed quite pertinent to me gave 100 women a single serving of beans, looked at their urine to see how much of the phytosterols, the beans, which is what's in black cohosh, phytosterols, how much of that was actually converted into biologically active hormones. And we can see that because it's a metabolic process and there's metabolites in the urine. So we can pretty accurately measure and the 100 women were divided into quadriles, the 25 who had the most metabolites in their pee, all the way down to the 25 who had the least. And they were then followed out for about 10 years, and the difference in breast cancer rate was a difference of about 400%. Those who had the lowest amount of metabolites, in other words, those who made the least use of the phytosterols, were 400 times more likely to be diagnosed with breast cancer over that period. I'm pretty sure we can say the same for black co-wash. Again, my sense is that whoever is teaching you is filled with fear and pretty much sees plants as drugs instead of seeing them as people, instead of seeing them as entities. And rather than seeing each person as an individual, you're categorizing them. Mm-hmm. One of the most stunning scenes from the movie about Patch Adams takes place in the hallway of a hospital. And the MD in charge with a group of interns is walking through the hallway and stops. A woman is laying in a gurney. And the camera angle is so that you can see the MD's face and the woman's face and the backs of the heads of all the interns. And the MD starts talking about this diabetic foot. And we're going to do this with this diabetic foot and we're going to do that with this diabetic foot. And if it doesn't do this, we're going to cut this diabetic foot off. And meanwhile, as the woman's face goes from, ooh, they're paying attention to me, yee-haw, to holy fuck, right? Mm. And the camera swings around so that you can see the faces of the interns. And the MD says, any questions? And Patch says, yes. What's her name? Do you have a copy of my book, New Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way? 
I have it. I have not pulled it out in months. Mm-hmm. Not because I, I know I did a pretty exhaustive section on phytosterols, including a lot of information about black cohosh. Okay. I will make sure I pull it out. Yeah, there's I a whole page, a whole double page front back on black cohosh. And then there's okay, like, wait. I think, six to eight pages on phytosterols and plants that are uh, rich in phytosterols. And I categorize them in a few different ways to help you use them well. The one I'm holding is the menopausal years. Did you mean that one? I mean new menopausal years. You have a new one. Oh. I've had a new one out for almost 15 years. Thank you. I'll get it. Yes, you definitely want the new one. All right. Thanks so much for your call. I really had a good time talking to you. Thank you, Susan. Green blessings. Good night. Good night. All right, I now will remind everyone listening, if you've got a question and would like to speak live with Susan this evening, please press 1, and uh, your hand will go up in the queue, and I will open your line to speak live with Susan. Um, don't see any hands at this time. What would you like to do, Susan? Well, since I told everybody we weren't going to be here, that we were going to be sitting back with our feet by the fire drinking eggnog, I think that's what we should go to. Aw. All right. Well. Thank you. Thank you so much for sending me this amazing group of remedies that you made. This is Sharing People's Medicine. Wow. So exciting. We're reweaving the cloak of the ancients and we are restoring herbal medicine to its rightful place as people's medicine. Yum. Thank you for all these things. And I also got a box of lemons from Eliani, who was at the Green Goddess Week a couple of years ago. Thank you so much for sending all that California sunshine. And it looks like the Green Goddess Week this year is going to be extraordinary. Start getting yourselves ready for it. Good night and green blessings, everybody. Aw, thanks for so much love, Susan. Good night. Mm. Felt this blessing to you. Love you, Sarah Ellen. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye.